I don't no. know if we have anything in there you need to clip out. <clears throat> no. I I was PC almost the whole time. Yeah. Until you talked about Nate's hitting all the demographics and <laughs> Taco Corp episode 91. I am Nate. That's Tony. Today we're talking top of mind. We're going to cover some sports. We're going to draft for you. We got some rant and rave stuff. I assume that Tony's is going to be pretty good here coming up based off how his week has gone. And then we'll leave you off with a banger week. We'll actually give an update to that too because I messed it up last week, figured some stuff out this week. We're good to go. Tony, how's it going? Welcome back. It's good to see you again. No mustache. It feels good. <laughs> We're ready to go. Can't call you meat anymore. What's up, man? I'm allowed uh, within 500 yards of schools again, so this is nice. <laughs> that goes back to last week where we are talking about back to school nights pretty soon. That's yeah, what it's it was. coming up. It's next week, man. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Happy to be here. Uh, kind of had a hectic week. Uh, you kind of alluded to that. Um, got a question. Can we make this official? Can we make me a co-host? Is that is that possible? Do you have, is that in the budget? Is this for your Twitter profile? Sure. Yes. Your LinkedIn profile? What Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, yeah. um, threads, uh, blue sky. I, am I missing any? I think I got them all. <laughs> I saw you looking for that blue sky password. I got one. You want an invite code? I got an invite code. <laughs> no, I don't even know what it is, but uh, saw Me you. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh, sure. We can make you the co-host yes. of the Talking Court Face. That's what I'm talking podcast. about. This is all the master plan to get us to like merge our two podcasts into one yeah then just, maybe we could just record a couple episodes a week you know just have them doc you're like already it. doing them right so you know you're already doing right. them but um yeah sure you could be a co-host that's what i'm talking about yep cool let's move on to top of mind what do you got tony hail hail is what is at the top of my mind uh <laughs> i'm sure you, I, you saw my post uh but hail sucks mm-hmm. it's the worst thing in the world and i hate it I posted a picture on, I think, Twitter, uh, Facebook. I think you deleted your personal. But uh, my car yeah. got wrecked this week. Um, dents everywhere. It's ridiculous. There's mm. no way this thing is not going to get totaled out. I'm still waiting for like the uh, the claims assessor or whatever yeah. to come check it out. But yeah, I got blasted um, out at Shriver, out east mm-hmm. in that storm. I think you did you leave early? Is that what you said? Is that how you missed it? Uh, no, I I don't work all the way out at Shriver. Oh, that's yet. right. That's right. So I'm like in the city. So um i drove i was picking up the girls and the hail started coming but where i was up you know up where we live or whatever like that it wasn't too bad so and then once i got to like barnes it stopped and all the hail was like just south of it like north carefree areas golf ball golf ball size plus like there were some chunks that were like a golf ball and a half and they weren't round it was nuts yeah i heard everybody out there just got blasted everybody was talking about it today at work like all the different like just showing pictures of people's cars, yep. their own cars, their spouse's cars, like windows shattered. It's, that picture was your car with the window shattered. It right? it, com- it like exploded because I had glass. That was my rear uh, window. Yeah. I had glass on my fucking dashboard and like Holy in crap. all of the cup holders and everything. Like it was everywhere. Yeah. Kind of, it kinda, I cut myself a couple times trying to drive that thing home. Yeah. But um, yeah, it is so bad in the springs, like the last couple hail storms. And then this one that today is the 21st. Uh, we went to Enterprise Rent-A-Car this morning. State Farm hooked it up. But no in, no rental cars until July 31st. So yeah. about 10, 11 days out. It's pretty crazy. That's wild. And the airport won't let you do one. You can't Yeah, you can't do that for insurance claims through the yeah. airport. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. A, that's different. That's crazy. <clears throat> mm. And for the people that aren't in the Springs, that's Colorado Springs, where it is July a month ago, uh, probably about three and a half weeks ago, the mountains stopped having snow and the weather will be, you know, good, nice 63 in the morning, nice and cool, a little brisk, some moisture in the air. Mm -hmm. Then it gets to like 83 by nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. And then by three o'clock, you look at the mountains and over it comes this big dark cloud. And 15 minutes later, there's golf ball size ice coming from the ground or from the sky and then 12 minutes later it's sunny again and you can't even tell that there was water falling from the sky because the roads are completely dry it's so bipolar that's how i would describe the weather here yeah yeah so like a lot of our relationships so (laughs) (laughs) or past one i don't know whatever Anyway, top of mind for me. One, I got the air conditioning fixed. You see me back in the hoodie. It is nice and cool. It's like 68 degrees in my house. It's beautiful. Um, Ended up being just a leak for a washer or whatever that's up near the furnace upstairs. 
So the guy came and checked it out. It was like that Monday where it was like super hot, 90 something degrees. My house was like 85. Um, we had fans and stuff. So it was cool downstairs, but upstairs was terrible. And uh, he was like, yeah, you ain't got no free on in here. This, that, the other. I think you got a leak because it shouldn't have leaked. Or yeah, it, I have no pressure at all. So they were like, oh, we can get somebody out because it was an after hours call. It's like seven o'clock at night. And then someone's like, well, where would it leak at? And he's like, well, one of the places would be up here. So he went up and checked. He's like, oh, dude, it's just a washer. This thing's like cracked and broke off or whatever yeah. like that. There was a leak and then the stuff was leaking out. And then in the wintertime, it froze up and then just the washer burst. Yeah. So it was like a three cent washer to fix my entire air conditioner. I went on for like a month and a half without it. So, um, well, hallelujah. Cause I don't know if I could have got another episode staring at your disgusting forearms. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. I hate him so much. <laughs> One's very much larger than the other two, so it's, it's really it's really awkward for the video, you know. So there's there's kids who watch this show. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but yeah, AC's fixed. So let's just update everybody on that. It's cool. Um, and the other thing is, uh, last Friday night I went to uh, night one of Taylor Swift's Eras tour. In Denver, Colorado, at Mile High, seventy-three thousand fans within the Jesus. stadium itself. About another ten to fifteen outside the stadium itself. Did you um, hold on? Did, did you bring the Blackstone and tailgate that thing? No, I didn't get up there in enough time, man. Like right. I had to work on Friday, and I I basically came home, <clears throat> showered really fast, and then drove. But there's like a Ren Festival going on in Lakesburg. Oh yeah, so yeah. it's terrible traffic. So I missed like the first opening act or whatever like that. And um, which was fine. I wasn't really there for them. I heard they're pretty good, though. Um, they're actually the people she has on tour were people who are backup dancers with her who are also musicians. So she's putting them on That's as she cool. goes around the globe. I don't, I don't think they're doing the international because they have like Paramore in the UK and all these other people that mm -hmm. are out there. But um, yeah, tickets very pricey. If anybody that follows what's going on with Taylor Swift's Eras tour. Uh, she hasn't gone on tour for a long time. She was supposed to go in 2020. It got canceled and all this kind of stuff, right? So um, all of her albums are like different phases of her life. And Swifties are pretty nuts. And as tickets went up for sale, they all got grabbed up. And then it's all on the resale markets. So <clears throat> the cheapest ticket, I think, for majority of places is about a 1000 bucks to get in to Jesus. the stadium. And these are not like arenas or amphitheaters these are the largest stadiums in the world that she's playing at all sold out and i paid just at the i got mine a while back but uh i paid right at the thousand dollar mark for Damn. it and the tickets are not expensive enough they do not cost enough um they were cheap and for what you get it is three hours straight of taylor yeah, swift I, I was banger 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 I was going to ask, how many songs does she play? I think it was about 45. That's insane. For, That's crazy. For, literally from 8 o'clock until like 11.15, Taylor Swift on stage. She changed outfits for every era, which was every yeah, yeah. album and stuff like that, right? No more than like, I think the longest one was like a minute, Yeah. right? But there's something going on in the middle of it. It's black. Everybody's cheering, right? And then every person in the crowd like completely happy, completely friendly. I had like 15 friendship bracelets all over my forearms. Because did you throw, did you throw them at the stage? <laughs> <laughs> I, heard I, about was, that. I was just having my boobs up and I was just getting beats. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> but, um, they have, they do all like Taylor Swift fans make all these like friendship bracelets and stuff. And they all say different stuff. Right. Um, but they just hand them out because they'll just make hundreds of them and they like doing it. Right. It's a thing to do. I didn't really know that too much. I just like her music and stuff. Um, but the following is like cultish, cultish, cultish. And yeah. it's like the best cult you could be a part of because like everybody in there didn't care what you look like, what you were wearing. Um, everybody smelt good because it's mostly just white females covered in like whatever spray they got from Victoria's Secret. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like uh, spraying sweet pea on them. Um, but Everything from like older people all the way down to young kids, like our kids, kids yeah. ages and stuff like that. Right. And it was just a good time. It was so much fun. Um, if you have the opportunity and the means, anybody out there that's listening to this to go to Eras tour, it's the greatest spectacle I've ever been to. I've sat four rows from the field at Notre Dame stadium for Purdue, Notre Dame. 
I've been to numerous baseball games set, you know, a couple rows from the field, been to the Sugar Bowl for Notre Dame LSU back in 07, been to a lot of pretty cool stuff, Heinz Field, Notre Dame Pitt, a lot of Notre Dame stuff I've been to, a bunch of pro games, Sunday night football, nothing compares to Taylor Swift in concert. Um, I would not go into debt to do it. Like, I wouldn't go throw it on a credit card because that's insane or whatever like that. But if you had the means to do it, just get in the building. If you're in the last seat all the way at the top, it doesn't matter. It's going to be the greatest time that you've ever had. Um, It's wild. I'm glad I did it. It was the only thing that sucked is that was the night before the girls came home and they flew into Denver Mm -hmm. at like nine in the morning. And I decided I wasn't going to get a hotel anywhere remotely close to Denver. And I came all the way home, got home at like 2.30 oh. in the morning, and then um, had to wake up like four hours later and then drive up to Denver to get, pick up the kids. So. For, that sucks. For the uninformed, uh, Taylor Swift and the Eras Tour is heading to Seattle for a couple shows. And then down to California, hitting Levi Stadium, uh, a.k.a. SoFi North, for two shows. And then SoFi, actually. Six. Um, for six, six shows. Jesus. Six if you're, shows. If you're if you are buying tickets like third uh from a third party seller, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just pick one of those later dates and pay whatever the retail price is. Mm-hmm. Six, mm-hmm. six, six shows. That's crazy. There's six shows at SoFi or uh, Levi South, you know, basically SoFi, right? Shut so up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but there's six shows, and I think there's only like one day in between, like the whole thing. It's like three shows back to back, then one day off, three shows back to back, or whatever like that. And I know that stadium's massive; it's way bigger than Mile High, as far as like how far away you can get. It doesn't matter if you can get in and you can afford it, and it's not going to hurt you or whatever like that. I would recommend just doing it. Mm-hmm. Like if you have the means to do it, do it. Um, it it was awesome, and I went by myself. I had I didn't go with anybody like. So it was just me, 36-year-old white male single dad going to fucking Taylor Swift concert on a Friday night by myself around everybody else. And it didn't really matter. Like everybody was That's having awesome. fun. Um, every every Taylor Swift fan, like hardcore, hardcore, they know every lyric to every song. It's wild. We sang the entire three hours with Taylor Swift. That's crazy. And but the the acoustics were so good that like you could still hear Taylor Swift singing as the predominant one above yeah. every, you know, 73 plus, you know, a low digit five digit outside, like another 10 to 15,000 people around their stadium. Cause mile high has all these gaps to where you can see the screens. There's people on like my TikTok was showing me there's people on rooftops and stuff like that. Um, yeah. In the city and stuff watching from inside uh, one of the roller coasters or the rides at, Elick Gardens got stuck and people were stuck on it. It's one of those swings that swings around like you get at a carnival. They got stuck, but they were up there watching Taylor Swift because they could see right into the stadium. It was awesome. 25 or whatever. Yeah. TikToks of that stuff and everything too. So that's awesome. um, But yeah, you could hear everything. It was awesome. Um, The, what she can put on is amazing. And I sat like the second deck, which is technically the third level of Mile yeah. high or lower level, they split into 100s and 200s based off where you walk in. Down is low, up is two. Yep. And then so the second deck is the 300s or whatever, right around where the 50-yard line is. So I had a pretty good seat and stuff like that. But do it if you can. It was amazing. And the shows overseas are way cheaper. Granted, you're going to have to buy a plane ticket, but you can go to like in Germany. There's tickets that are like right around the 400, 500 euro mark or whatever like that. So and I think some of them in different areas were like 300 euro or something like that. So mm-hmm. fairly cheap compared to what you're going to get in the States. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It was dope though. And I'm happy that I did it. It doesn't cost enough though. Like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't cost enough. Jealous. Uh, for what you get. So it's pretty cool. All right. Let's move on to sports. 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 Charge. The Buccaneers are bringing back the creamsicles for this season. And the Browns announced that they're going to have an alternate white helmet for three games in 2023. I think the Lions just, no, not the Lions. The Colts put out an all blue uniform with a black helmet. And there was someone else in that picture who put out another one. Uh, But a a lot of teams are coming out with these alternate uniforms and stuff like that. Now that Nike has a license and the NFL is kind of, you know, push not pushed back on all that kind of stuff anymore. How do you allow it Loosen. a little bit more? 
loosen the rules up, around. Right? Yeah. Loosen the rules around it. Um, fans seem to be taken to it. Uh, oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on the alternate uniforms? And then like, what's really your favorite one? If you have one, I think I love only one that's good. Really? I love the throwback jerseys, uh, the helmets, and then even the color rush stuff that they were doing. Mm -hmm. um, the Bucks jerseys, though, the creamsicle ones, yeah. they take me back to my childhood days playing. Uh, this was on Super Nintendo. And I think Madden may have been out at this time, mm -hmm. but uh, I didn't have Madden. I had Super Play Action Football. Did you ever play that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I might generic. Like, I think I think the Cowboys had like number eight at quarterback, number twenty-two at red. Yeah. There are no names associated with it, so yeah. there's probably like a licensing there, licensing thing there. But I swear, anytime I played the Bucks, though, like in that game, like they were always in those creamsicle jerseys. So yeah, um, definitely like a core memory for me. Um, favorite ones, mm -hmm. man. Probably the Rams, like the yellow. Like I love the all yellow. <sighs> I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the new colors and logo and everything that they switched to, but the yellow they 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 started playing with. I think like two or three years ago. I, I am a fan of. That's I'll keep it modern. Of... I'll keep it modern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not a fan of the yellow. I don't mind their like weirdish grayish like the off... the bone. Yeah, the, the bone, bone one. That one's yeah. kind of cool. If they had a helmet that wasn't just the blue one or something with that. Yeah. Like if it matched, it'd be kind of dope. And if it just had like the blue, you know, ram horn through it whatever like yeah. that um a lot of people will say that the you know the white tiger ones that the Bengals have are the dopest but obviously not... the best ones are are the ones that the niners have and it's all black it's a blackout uniform or whatever like that it's so sick dude like you just get that black jersey black they had the black helmet yeah with the, oh dude it was so good but i think like all solid color looks pretty cool either like the very dark or the very white sometimes they're like Everything else in the rainbow looks kind of awkward at times, yeah. right? Like the Colts one looks weird. It looks like something that is like in a Dick's Sporting Goods because they don't have like an affiliate or something yeah. of like, here's this helmet or these gloves. So they put something in a uniform and it's like so cheap, like your your creative team in Madden type uniforms. Yeah. Can, can the du Dublin oh, Dublin Shamrocks or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like well, can we agree that the Packers retro throwbacks are the worst ones in the NFL. Those are the ones with the stripes the down it. Not, those, oh no, the dot. the dot, just the big dot. I don't like the striped one. I think that might be the Steelers. Then is or that something the Steelers? Like. Those are also ugly. Yeah, I think they're. Ugly. It's between those two though. Those are definitely the worst two. The uh, dot the one though feels like something like your grandmother would have made you back in the '30s or something like that. You know, so it kind of it's like <laughs> those jerseys were made out of like wool and sweater yeah. stuff or whatever. And it, it feels like they should be wearing leather helmets or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. should come out. The Packers should do that because their pants look like they're leather too. They're like that weirdish brownish or whatever. That's yeah. like a little off brown. Yep. Um, they should come out with a helmet that is like the color color <laughs> of a of a leather helmet, and then like the stickers and stuff resemble like what would look like in a leather yeah. helmet. That would be yeah, dope. just some straps hanging, dude. They're that not would functional, be... <laughs> but they're just straps. That'd be dope, man. You're like watching a uh, who's that dude in who's the Ocean's Eleven dude, uh, Clooney. George, George Clooney, Clooney, yeah, right. You just have George Clooney, like he's on uh, what, whatever that movie was. I forget. I know. Uh, Jim Krasinski's in that one too. I think. Yeah, I think yeah, 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 yeah. Leather. That's a good movie. No, it's not Leathernecks, is it? I don't know. I don't remember. You'll figure it out. <clears throat> Anyways, those I'm are my favorite up right ones. now. Yep. As you look that up, I'll go into the next topic. DeAndre Hopkins gets cut from the Arizona Cardinals because they're not in the business of winning football games at all. We talked about that before. And he is now a Tennessee Titan. That's where he chose to take his talents to is to Nashville. Uh, maybe he's in the white girls. I don't know. Um, any opinion on how this moves the needle for the team and for Hopkins in general, he's a little bit older coming off of a suspension for PEDs. Yep. Um, once the guy with the best hands in the NFL, the most prolific quarterback hands. wide receiver, your thoughts. Uh, it was leatherheads. That was the name of the movie. Leatherhead, yeah. Um, looked it up uh yeah arizona they are tanking for caleb cratering for caleb uh i don't know what we're calling it yet <laughs> but they're not interested in winning so they let this dude go um i think this kind of confirms what i suspected though all off season and pretty much every year uh mike brable wants to compete he's not interested in sacrificing uh, a season to get you know the quarterback of the future or you know a left tackle or yeah. an edge rusher to make a push for a Super Bowl. He wants to win. And I think uh, Mike Vrabel believes uh, in the guys that he has and his blue-collar coaching staff, and he thinks he can make all of that. Um, or 
he he believes he can use all of that to make Tennessee relevant every year. Um, and Nate, it's worked. Um, they were beating the Chiefs in the playoffs by multiple scores the year uh, KC won a Super Bowl. I think it was like three years ago. Yep. Um, that could have just as easily been Tennessee. So I think they were on the outside looking in for a wild card spot before this. And with Hopkins, I believe they can make the playoffs. But they were a disaster at quarterback last year and narrowly missed the division title. Remember, there was that game against Jacksonville towards the end of the season. Yep. I think they were using like, uh, what was that quarterback's name They from, from Pittsburgh? They signed him off the streets and he was starting. Uh, I don't remember. They, they used Malik Willis like a yeah. little bit during the season, but yeah, they still almost won that damn division. 2021, they were 12 and five. And then the year before that they were 11 and five. So they're always a good football team, regardless of what happens to the quarterback, what happens to the depth of the team, regardless of what happens to Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, all those guys doesn't matter. So uh, TLDR, I think they'll make the playoffs, make the playoffs Wild card. I got Jacksonville winning the division still. So you got Jacksonville winning the division. Then you got to have the East. That's going to have the Bills, the Dolphins, somewhere around there. Possibly the Jets. Nah. No, uh, we're, not, and then, we're not doing that. And then the North has to get in, right? So you got Cincinnati, possibly Pittsburgh, Cleveland. You never know what's going to happen with Baltimore. I think they're going to stink. And then the West. West is, might have three playoff teams within it. So mm-hmm. that's going to be rough, man. It's going to be rough. But who are they going to kick out? The Denver Broncos? I know you're high on Denver. I don't have them getting to the playoffs, though. Yeah, they're making the playoffs. Okay, that's cool. And then uh, this week's biggest hot topic and what has the internet by storm is running backs. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, not getting long-term deals inked prior to the deadline for franchise players. I don't really know what to say here. I do know what to say here, but I want to hear you talk first. I just wrote that because when I was writing the notes, um, Tony Pollard has already signed his intent to play or whatever like mm-hmm. that. Josh Jacobs, I guess, has come out. I think this account, ML Football, I don't know who it is, mm-hmm. whatever, but they've been featured on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Just an independent reporter or whatever like that says that Josh Jacobs states that he's not going to sign it. Saquon's over here talking about, well, I could have this type of leverage. That's really awkward to be like, well, fuck it. I'll show you how valuable I am. You're not going to pay me? By the way, I'm not going to get paid. Like it doesn't make sense. You know, I just won't play. <laughs> You're that defeats the purpose, Doug. Um, your thoughts. I know you, I'll go ahead and give it away. What Nate was gonna say is running back lives matter. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's the hashtag on this it's episode. Chad's new team this year, <laughs> running back I lives matter. That's yeah. yeah. Uh I love running backs. You know, a great one I feel can make a bad team good or even a good team great. You look at guys like Derrick Henry and CMC. Um, there's teams uh largely as relevant as they are because of the play of their running backs. With that said, I think the issue today with the position lies with the CBA. You'll probably agree with me. The franchise tag, that's anti-player. That needs to change. And then the length of contracts that running backs get out of the draft needs to change as well. It's four years um, with an option in some cases. For first-round picks, I believe, uh, for a fifth-year option. Mm -hmm. Um, But the problem with that, in my opinion, is that the average shelf life for running backs is, I think, around three years. So their career's over in most cases before they get a chance to negotiate the deal. Doesn't seem that fair. Like the way it works is if they negotiate a year two, like that kind of voids out their contract. So they, they, they can't do anything. That's why you won't see these guys um, holding out like in the second year, they have to wait till the end of that third season. And so that's usually when this kind of starts with the position. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's difficult because these are the guys that are like the last protected players on the field right so like wide receivers are super, at least on the offensive side so quarterbacks are super protected offensive linemen are uh, and defensive linemen are super protected your wide receivers are protected quarterbacks all that kind of stuff right and the running back is just getting their head beaten and whatever like that but battery so, ram. so at what point do you just say hey we just rotate these guys in and out that's why you see a lot of them going to split backfields right so you're not getting these yeah. high prolific numbers out of a lot of players or whatever like that because the you have to try to get whatever from a business standpoint, right? Those owners are going to want to get as much as they can out of whatever they paid for that person, which is rightfully so or whatever like that. But at that same time, three, four years down the line of getting your head beat in, unlike anybody else on the football field, you know, there's going to be somebody who's probably faster, who's probably more agile, right? As we, over time, we've seen the level of, athleticism for all NFL players, corners, DBs, linebackers, defensive ends, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's just so the, the curve is like 
bends at a high, right? Or whatever yeah. like that. So uh, <laughs> why not get the newer guy in and then you don't have to pay this piece of it and have a guy potentially break down because, hey, this is this. Um, you know, I don't I don't know. It sucks for those guys or whatever like that. But at the same time, like that's the profession that you've chosen, right? It's not the same. It was things change. Uh, yeah. People that had a newspaper route, you know, or people that do the press or their newspapers, right? You had to adapt to whatever the things, what things were or whatever like that. Yeah. So um, I don't know, but it, it sucks. But at the same time, it is what it is. Uh, I think bitching all over the internet is probably isn't the greatest thing to do. Hey, this is this. I'm upset. This is this or whatever. Okay. Maybe we just don't want to play with you. When are you, are you, what's your next contract? We give you three years to get you up to 28 because that's, that's an age where you're probably going to start to decline, yeah. but are you only going to play two and then hold out again? Like, what am I getting out of this? Like you want guaranteed money, but I'm not guaranteed to have you play. It's, it's really awkward. It's a, it's a tough situation. You feel bad it's, for it's, for both sides, I think honestly, I mean, yeah, people could say, "Oh, they're billionaires, or whatever," but at the same time, like business is business, right? So, it is what it is. You're trying to compete and you're trying to win. Is paying a running back a bunch of money going to really help you compete and win when we haven't seen a team that's gone like really, really deep in the playoffs outside of maybe that Tennessee team have, unless people consider Leonard Fournette to be like amazing or whatever like that. Pretty good. I don't, I don't count the Niners having CMC because they've done it with eight other backs prior to that CMC was like the weirdest signing for the Niners was like, it makes no sense when you got everybody else that's done it. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so uh, it's, it's a little bit awkward because you don't see teams really win Super Bowls with prolific running backs. You don't spend a lot of money at that position. I guess you would say is what I'm trying yeah, to say. It, it sucks for probably both sides. Um, but they're playing under the rules that are written, right? So yeah. this needs to be something that they address in the next CBA whenever yeah. that's up. That's so the only thing. I, I think like, that's like why in the next we, couple of years, right? Why are we going on podcasts like a day later talking about all this kind of stuff or like blasting all over the internet? It's like, yeah. okay, like that's not where anything's going to get done. Just yeah. go do that, right? Like I can't imagine being like, hey, I'm deployed to the Middle East where fucking mortars are coming out. I'm just going to sit this one out until you guys pay me more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It just don't yeah. work like that. So hazard duty pay needs to double. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting this uniform on. I'm not putting it on until I get another 200 <laughs> bucks a month. <laughs> yeah. uh, NFLPA, do something about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a PA thing. So yeah, we'll see how that ends up going, but it is what it is. Saquon's uh, also making 10 mil this year. Like it's crazy. So yeah. The Giants did sign James Robinson, I think today. Or yeah. Yesterday. I saw that too. So, yeah. I saw that too. Woo. Um, all right, let's just move on. There's some other stuff in there, but we'll touch on it probably in this draft here. We're moving along. All right, Tony. I know we're, we're moving along. Good time. All right. Uh, we're going to fuck it all up right here. We did that last time. So I was like yeah, trying yeah. to keep it under, but all right. Uh, we'll move on to a draft where fantasy football league podcast. We're just people in a fantasy football league who like to talk to each other. Cause we don't hang out. We just talk on the internet like everybody else. So we can see each other's faces. Uh, so we draft every week, our top five of something. We do a snake draft. If you're new here. Um, and this week's draft is in honor of Nate going to Taylor Swift's heiress tour. It's in honor of a new era in our nation's capital, I'm not talking about, you know, whoever the next president of the United States is. I don't <laughs> give a shit. Um, but the Washington Commanders finally sold, and that's all good. Dude got fined 1% of whatever he sold the team for. So quick little $60 million fine yeah, for sexual funny how that harassment. Just leaks out like right after the sale is yeah. complete. Quick yeah. little $60 million fine for sexual harassment after making $6 billion. That feels like Jerry Jones got a steal, right? On the Cowboys, when you figure out the Washington Commanders sold for six billion, like they have to reevaluate yeah, uh, every NFL team. Snyder paid six hundred million, I believe, is what I saw yeah. for the team. So that's a yeah. huge R, uh, what, ROI. Yeah, like Jerry Jones's stadium was, I don't know, a couple billion or whatever like mm -hmm. that, and it's or like, two. yeah, that's pretty crazy. So the Cowboys got to be worth like twenty billion, twenty five billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, they're at least four times more profitable than the Washington commanders will ever be. Right. Anyways, I don't know about that. <laughs> anyways, we're, this is where we just went off the rail. I just say, hey, we're yeah, making yeah. a pretty good time. Uh, 
anyways, uh, top five eras in sports. Tony, do you want the first one or do you want the turn? Uh, turn. Yeah, turn. Give me turn. Yeah. Oh, what an idiot. You just missed out on the greatest era in all of sporting. Can you guess what I'm picking, Tony? Uh, Sandy, Kof- Sandy Koufax's ERA, 2.77. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I know what you're doing now. <laughs> Is that not what you're going with? What are we doing? <laughs> Top five eras. Uh, <laughs> mine up. Damn you do this every time. It is so good. Uh, top five eras in all sports. The number one pick is going to be the attitude era. The attitude ERA. That is Degeneration X, Shawn Michaels, Hunter Harris, Elmsley. Pretty good. Right? Suck it. <laughs> I lost. Some I just would lost. argue that's not a sport. <clears throat> I don't know. They're athletes. They are. They're athletic. Yeah. Okay. Mankind, I don't know. I don't know if he was athletic. That. Dude got choke slammed from the top of a cage onto a bunch of thumbtacks and survived. They had like multiple broken bones and like to go with his like personality. Blood loss and because he was mankind, he was uh Cactus love. Jack, dude. Cactus love, Jack, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Right. I thought there was another one in there. Yeah, he had, he was awesome. I, I did yeah. like him. It was good. Yeah. Uh, every time you have like one of those crusty old long white socks, you just all look a little face on it. And <laughs> Mr. So- was it Mr. Socko? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> That's good. Right. Uh, fuck, I just lost. So go ahead and do your two. That's good. <laughs> so I did not do the ERAs. I was going to. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's too easy. It was just too easy. Eleanor, I didn't even think about it when I did when I wrote the word eras, and I was yeah. like, oh. but I just. I lost my was, composure. I apologize to everybody out there. It was too easy. And like, I, I thought about this one a little bit. I was like, there's some pretty cool, like actual like eras, dynasties or whatever, mm-hmm. however we're going to refer to this as that I wanted to kind of touch on. So okay. uh, for my two picks here, first one, it's going to be the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady era or Tom Brady, Bill Belichick era. However you yeah. want to flip that. Uh, this spans uh, from t- uh, 2001 to 2019. They won six Super Bowls. They played in nine. Um, they had 17 division titles. 13 AF championship appearances. They went undefeated in a regular season. Obviously, obviously lost that one to the Giants. Uh, both coach and quarterback now hold records for most Super Bowl appearances and victories, most playoff wins, most quarterback career wins, most regular season wins, and then the record for most Super Bowl MVP awards, obviously for Tom Brady. So give me Tom Brady. Give me Bill Belichick for my first pick here. There you Pretty go. good era. Pretty good era. It's okay. <laughs> um. The next one, got to highlight these so I don't double up here. Uh, next one is going to be the Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls era. Not one, but two three-peats. Probably would have won like seven or eight straight if Jordan didn't get banned from the game or quit to go to baseball. Yep. Uh, they dominated the 90s, and they did it so easy. Like It was frustrating to watch if you were a fan of another team, and I was. Like I watched Shaq when he was with the Magic, eventually went to L.A. Watching any team play the Bulls was just unfair. Like I... I was a kid and I was convinced they had like metal in the basketball and the rims were magnets like that. They made it look so easy and it pissed me off. But looking back, like I don't think we've had a team as dominant as that team um, since the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. We had a uh, season tickets to the Sacramento Kings back in that time frame, and yeah. the Bulls came yeah. right. And we, uh, we got to see it in the second quarter. Michael Jordan steals the ball from Mitch Richmond and he has a breakaway. So this is back in the day of like uh disposable, cameras right so you yeah so everybody's doing that right and everybody flashes when he goes up right whatever because you assume he's gonna dunk it because he's in sacramento one time that season breakaway yep. everybody's looking for the slam dunk it flashes go off as he goes up and he laid it up right off the backboard he got booed every time he touched the ball the rest That's of the hilarious. year it was crazy because nobody's really chicago bulls fans at that time it was yep. all like laker fans and stuff like that so yeah uh, up where I lived in Northern California. All right. I got two. So uh, my number two, I believe, is going to be the Tim Tebow era, whether that is in college <laughs> or that is in the NFL. Tim Tebow era was the greatest time for sports because this dude looks like he shouldn't be able to do what he's doing. But the ultimate competitor, the greatest dude on planet Earth, the spawn of Jesus Christ himself, Tim Tebow era is my second era in this draft and then my third one is going to be 
right around the same time we're all kind of talking about right now, uh, at least not my last pick or whatever like that, but it's going to be the And One mixtape era. So while And One mixtape was on and that was touring across the nation and stuff like that, people like The Professor, Hot Sauce, yep. Escalade, Skip to My Lou, who ended up playing for the Houston Rockets and getting one of the only guys to sit there and play in the NBA. Um, everybody was outside at basketball courts. Every single summer day, people were playing basketball, trying to do and one mixtape stuff. I remember we used to play in the back of high school, and you'd like cross over a dude, come back, and then bounce the ball right off his forehead, dunk, and then bust a three right in his eye or whatever like that. It was the greatest time for like basketball people, and that was like big baggy shorts, big baggy shirts. <laughs> You're putting the ball in your shirt, spinning it around, doing all like everybody thought they were an and one mixtape guy. Um, and if you watch some of this, there's actually a documentary. It's, I believe it's on Netflix, maybe Amazon, of, about the annual mixtape tour stuff or whatever and how they created it and how they came up with it. And it's actually really good. The only issue is when you're in 2023 and you watch it, it's like watching something from the 60s because the, yeah, yeah. You know, the definition of the cameras and stuff weren't that bad, but it just brings you all the way back. Of you're, You hope that bus came to your city, man, and you were just there to slap a hand or anything like that. And one mixtape era is my number three. Those shorts are ridiculous. Like how they were pulling off the handles they were with the shorts that they were wearing. Impressive. It was awesome. (laughs) It was awesome. And it was like the like a peak of hip hop. The rucker, the rucker was a big thing with like Fat Joe in New York City. They're running, you know, tournaments all the time at the at Rucker Park. They're playing on ESPN street ball tournaments there. It was wild. It was so cool. It was like there was a lot of culture to it that was like, oh, everybody gets together. In some all of kinds of all kinds of pigment in there too. It was awesome. <laughs> that anybody could do it. That's getting clipped. Yeah. Shout out to the professor. Still hold it down. His <laughs> I love his, his shorts feed or whatever like that. Uh, shorts or TikTok feed or whatever like that. Right now he's going through and doing like these podcast meetup things, but they're really like just on a court. Yeah. And he was like him with Dame Lillard, him with Paul George, and he's showing them different moves that would be legal in the NBA that they can do and stuff. So that it's like them practicing it and practicing yeah. and practicing. It's pretty cool. I love the attention that basketball is getting right now. Yeah. So much so that I'm going back to it with my third pick. <laughs> I'm going to take the bill Russell era in Boston. So this was from 1956 to 1969, probably the most dominant era up until the bulls came along. The Celtics won probably the most dominant period. The Celtics mm-hmm. won 11 of 13 championships in that stretch. I think Russell, has the most rings. Maybe Phil. Yeah. I don't know if Phil might have him, but uh, that's like as a player coach. But yeah, they won 11 out of 13 in that stretch. So give me Bill Russell for my third pick. Mm-hmm. Another basketball. Uh, there we go. Revisit here. What else we got? <sighs> this one goes against like everything I believe in for this sport. You're going to like it. No, it's probably, it, like it. it's, it's probably on mine. Because it, it was going to be my this, next, this, it was going to be my next one. Guarantee what, yeah. what you're just saying right now has me thinking about. This is the steroid era, the late '80s <clears throat> to the early yeah. 2000s. <laughs> we witnessed dudes hitting 50, and then 60, and then 70 home runs in a season. Stuff that just had never been done before at that pace. Uh, not only were the home run totals massive, but the foreheads were massive. The forearms <laughs> were massive. <laughs> we learned later that all of the big names were juicing, which kind of tainted the era. Kept at least one dude out of the hall of fame, probably a few dudes out of the hall of fame, but I mean, they were all breaking records. It was fun to watch. Can't deny that everyone's catching home run balls. Like every game's a home run derby. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I, this, this one, I always remember, I think it was in the world series wh- or the playoffs. At least Barry Bonds got walked with the bases loaded. It was in the world series. against the yeah, Angels. World series. But that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen ever, but yeah, give me the steroid era, but yeah. get some baseball action in here. Yeah. I think the, the thing that really I think screwed up the steroid or era is like the time that Sammy Sosa's bat busted the and it was actually too. corked. Yeah. Right. So I don't, something tells me that if that didn't happen and granted, there's a bunch of old fogies and stuff like that. And who are, you know, voting on this and I guess rightfully so. Right. Like they knew and knowingly were like cheating the game and stuff yeah. like that. But it was also at a time where baseball needed it. Right. You came out of a strike baseball numbers were super down and every day 
two it was a Tuesday night. We're watching the fucking Cardinals and the Pirates play because yeah. And every channel would just like ABC, NBC, you're watching like the yeah. news or something like that would just cut to Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa at bat, Barry Bonds at bat. It yep. didn't matter who had TV rights. Everybody was tuned in. It was like the like when Bush was on the television for 9/11 that morning. It was like that. Like every uh, Mark McGuire is up to bat and everybody's on the edge of their seats on a Tuesday, yep. Wednesday, Thursday, didn't matter what it was. That was one of the best times to watch baseball. And this this was like the heyday of ESPN and Sports Center too. Yeah. Chris Berman was still on there. Yeah. Stuart Scott. Uh back, 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 gone. Back, 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 back. Oh yeah. <laughs> all those guys, good. all those guys were like in their prime. ESPN Put was still the paying board. them. Yeah. It was so good. So yeah. good. Good memory. It was so good. Yeah. I had it as the juiced era. So yeah. Uh, that was gonna be on it. Damn it. Now I gotta pick one of these other two. All right. Um Contrary to popular belief, one of the greatest eras all of all time, now that we're on baseball, Tony, is the COVID era. Because in the COVID era, the Los Angeles Dodgers won themselves a World Series the first time since 1988. It was the greatest mm-hmm. thing since sliced bread, greatest thing since this fine drink diet coke I got right here. I'm gonna take a swig of <laughs> it's the greatest thing since I don't know, Adam and Eve, probably. Uh yeah, and everybody will sit there, oh, it's an asterisk, this, is this. And if their team won, then they wouldn't be saying the same thing. So, oh, yeah. It is what yeah. it is. That's, that's uh, dumb. Imagine saying, well, it was only a 60. Well, your team sucked for 60 straight days then. <laughs> so, yeah, how yeah. terrible are you that you couldn't even, if it was so easy, your team couldn't do it or even let alone compete. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Pandy era. And that is my uh, fourth one. And then my last one. So I got two here. One we kind of brought up a little bit earlier, but we'll put that as an honorable mention. But I have the 2000 sports movies era. So this is 2000 to 2010. Some of the greatest <laughs> sports movies ever good ones. were created. Um, you know, everywhere we go, people want to know, Tony, who we are, who we are. So we tell them, right? And, uh, remember the mm-hmm. Titans. You got mm-hmm. We Are Marshall, Miracle. Oh, it's uh, good. You can't oh, forget, it's even better. You can't forget a uh, NASCAR. You got Talladega Nights in there. Hey, if you don't chew big red, then fuck you. Um, hey, you know how I worked this this nacho fountain? Wait, a nacho fountain? I had the chocolate fountain. Yeah, I turned it into a nacho fountain. Uh, yeah, million dollar baby, back to back with the boxing one, Cinderella man. Obviously, Moneyball was Moneyball in that era. No, Moneyball, Moneyball hit wasn't. like right at 2010, <sighs> 2011, or something like that. It, it was right on the cusp. Uh, you got Friday Night Lights. Um, you know. And Sea Biscuit, so you get you get every sport in this thing. Sea Biscuit was phenomenal, great movie. And then uh Sandra Bullock's best movie of all time as a blonde, The Blind Side. So yeah, uh, good stuff. So Tim McGraw, that's good. That's good. good. You're kind of checking too. a lot of dem- demographics there. Yeah, uh, we hit it all. Can we take that one to the judges? I don't know if that one counts. There's also uh, an Air Bud, I believe. Oh my God, was in there. I think it was the fourth. You had the Golden Retrievers too. Come on, <laughs> the fourth Air. Look, man, like Peta, Peta might be listening right now. Uh, <laughs> Horses, you got dogs, you got yeah. the South. I think it was the, the Air West, Bud East, base- the North. It was an Air Bud baseball movie in there too. So I think that's what it was. Okay. So, yep. But the 2000s movie sports movies era is my last one. You got one final one, Tony. Well, you're gonna go pandering to all the fans there with that pick. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna change gears here, um, roll right into NASCAR. I'm I gotta I gotta get the fans in the South, the listeners from the South. I'm going with Dale Earnhardt, yep. the Intimidator. That era, uh, he won a record seven NASCAR championships, tied with I believe Jimmy Johnson and definitely the King Richard Petty. Uh, it's actually the same as uh, Formula One. Schumacher and Lewis Hamilton yep. uh, are also uh, tied up there at seven. But in NASCAR, he's tied with Johnson and Petty. But the sport hasn't been the same since he passed. Uh, I believe it was at Daytona. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was relevant like up until the very end. For the most part, it was at super speedways. Like No one uh, drove in on those speedways the way he did. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Dale Jr. kind of took, took over as the name and the face of that family after. But the dude was a legend. He would spin people out on like the last lap. Other yeah. drivers hated it. Like it was just fun to watch. Um, I watched NASCAR. My dad was a huge fan. So it was on uh, every Sunday. So Dale Earnhardt with the last pick uh, pandering to some Southern listeners here. There you go. Get the yeah. white, get the white man in here. 
I didn't say that. Don't put words in my mouth. You got it. You you definitely have a white breaded sandwich with your top pick being Brady Belichick. There ain't nothing wider than that in New England football. And then Dale Earnhardt on the bottom. You got Jordan, but you know, whatever. Yep. This maybe this is a steak sandwich, right? You got Jordan in the middle, Bill Russell, steroid, era, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, whatever. Mm. The little mayo in there with the Mark McGuire. Mm. Uh, you know, make it moist. But do you have any honorable mentions, Tony? I did have a few more. Uh, I had Lewis Hamilton in case you got yep. into racing and you started bringing up some of those guys. Obviously, like five, six years from now, Verstappen's probably going to be in the conversation. Red Bull's like yeah. heads and shoulders of every, above everybody else. Um, I also had the Lakers, uh, the Kobe Shaq era. Mm-hmm. Um, they blew that team up, I think, after the Spurs beat them when they were going for their fourth straight. If they would not have done that, that team probably would have won like five or six t- in total. So I got that team. And then I had one more. I had uh, this was going to be me uh, pandering to just the red, white, and the blue. Uh, any tennis fans as well. This was the Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi Ooh. era in tennis. The last time like America was dominant in the sport. This predated like Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, Men, and Djokovic. Men's tennis. Uh, men's, men's tennis. Men's yeah, tennis. Men's tennis be more specific. That, Venus and Serena had their run. <laughs> but all but the men's tennis, like, coming out. <laughs> I know. I know. Don't clip any of that. Uh, but like Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic, they've been around for like the last 20 years. So it's been a while yeah. since like the men have seen anything. But yeah, Sanford and, and Agassi were a lot of fun to watch. And now it's Alcaraz. Alcaraz that dude's good. Fucking stud, dude. He squats. He's he squats. A stud. And he's like high school. <laughs> like it's crazy. Like he just beat Jokovic or Djokovic or whatever, like yeah. that. Whatever Wimbledon. his name is, right? Wimbledon. So yeah, dude is he's the greatest. Of all time, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna take down Serena's records. It's crazy. He's good. Anyways, let's recap it. I had one. Uh, it was gonna yeah, be. A, did, you, did you have any? Yeah, I had one. It was the post Dan Snyder era. It's been about sixteen hours, um, but it's it's got to be better than what it was before, right? Um, until he starts writing a book and he outs everybody and airs out all the dirty laundry because for some oh. reason that dude has something on every one of these owners. And it's crazy. So. That's probably how he kept the team so long. But he's yeah. a thousand percent gonna have a tell-all. Yeah, definitely. That's probably how he got it for six billy, and right. only and only walked away paying sixty million. That sounds ludicrous. Only sixty million dollars, right? That's nuts. Um, yeah, they could have just. And in the article I read, they were talking about it, it was like, you know, find sixty million dollars, which equates to only one percent of what he just sold, like you know, sixty million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, like get out of here, like. Like, I don't know, whatever. Let's recap it. All right, I got the Attitude Era, Tim Tebow Era, the And One Mixtape Tour Era. I got the COVID Era, shout out to the Dodgers. <laughs> uh, and I got the 2000s Sports Movies Era. Tony, you got the Brady Belichick Era, the Jordan Bulls Era, Bill Russell Era, the Steroid Era, and the Dale Earnhardt Era. Congratulations, everybody can vote with the corresponding emojis on Facebook. Whew. I don't know what we win from those things. We used to do sit there when we had multiple people and it, it yeah. would select the order and stuff like that. But everybody else is out, you know, I don't know, hanging out with their families or something on a, on an evening. I don't, I don't understand it, but that's Make that. it. I don't know if you run your show in seasons or we could maybe align it with the NFL season, but just tally them up at the end. Yeah. You know, Nate won two drafts. Tony won 17 drafts. <laughs> you get surprised. <laughs> I don't know what that prize is. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy your ticket to the Barbie movie. Oh, we got to coordinate that. She yeah, we'll on my ass about it. Yeah, she texted me the other day, so we'll we'll figure it out. Right. We got two days. We should figure that out after this. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll be in touch. Yeah. Hey, anybody else out there going to see the Barbie movie this weekend? <laughs> We're recording no, on Friday two, night. There's there are two types of people who are going to mm-hmm. answer that questions. Uh, that question. The people who are telling the truth and who are going and the people who are lying about it and yeah, are going. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And everyone's going to see it. It's funny. It's fun. I think yeah. we're gonna have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Ben Shapiro seems to be up in arms about it. So uh saw that come across my, my controversy sells. Yeah. 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 Anyways, uh rants or raves, Tony. Rant or rave. You've kind of already ranted a little bit, but go mm. ahead and just let it out. We were so for the audience, we were gonna record last night, which probably would have been a really good night to do rant or rave. So- <laughs> because Tony texted me and it was like uh, I don't know, 9 14 p.m. I don't remember the exact mm-hmm. time, but that is the exact time, 9 14 p.m. I was looking at it earlier. It says, Hey, you know, uh you want to record, kids are asleep, 
uh, I could do it, but I'm just going to be bitching the whole time or something like that. <laughs> it was basically that. And I, I had just seen his Twitter picture of his car. So I was like, ah, we could wait. But um, I was fucking pissed. It I gave was me being some insight. Dickhead. To, it gave me some insight to what I saw you doing on your back porch when I did pass by. So, <laughs> so, so, so oh, that too, I had to go yeah. fucking, I was, we grilled, we grilled like some brats and some hot dogs for the kids, yeah. but we ran out of propane. So I had to go get a propane tank. Of course, <laughs> of course I did. But just a shitty week, like on top of the propane, which always sucks. You yeah. never, you never see it come. It's not gauge. On. I don't go knock on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, after I grill every day, but early in the week, Charlotte, it was the day it was like 95 or hundred here. It was, it was hot. It was Monday, so hot, Monday. but Charlotte ran over glass and usually not a big deal, mm-hmm. but apparently the tires were a little vulnerable. Cause I've never seen this happen before, but the, the glass actually punctured the tire. It was so big it made it through the steel belted radials. And it was so close to the sidewall that we had to buy four new tires, which Damn. was a lot of money. It was yeah. four digits. Cause of course it is. It's all wheel drive. You got to replace them all. Right. Yeah. That was stupid. And then, uh, the hailstorm, the hailstorm was the icing on the cake. Um, probably going to total my car out so i'm without a car no rental cars available until the fucking end of july so yeah great week i was i was not in a good spot last night is that is that why you're taking time off um because you so, don't have a car well it worked out <laughs> like that it worked out like that like, uh, but uh we can't no, train it we can't train at work so we're just taking some time off my wife's my wife's got to go to work now so uh, i can't go to work <laughs> yeah now I work with a couple uh, good dudes. They've already offered to like pick me up on the way. They live close, so Monday, Tuesday, yeah. I might hit them up on that. But uh, nice. yeah, I'll be off for a little bit of that time. I'm not going to have a rental car, so it cool. worked out. But I'm not going to bitch about it anymore. We're done. That's it. We're okay. done there. I am going to rant though, Nate. <laughs> I'm going to rant. That's funny because we just had six minutes of ranting. It's so good. And we got <laughs> another one. Yes. I'm going to rant some more. Uh, yeah. This time I am ranting about Crocs. They're terrible. They look terrible. Adults look terrible in them. Stop putting them on your feet and going out in public. Stop putting flare yes. holes or charm. What are they called? Are they charms? Yeah. Flare, I don't what know are those what things called. that like plug the holes? That it's the new, the it's a new charm bracelet that they used to have back in the day from Pandora. Mm, it's, it's, it's infuriating. Um, stop wearing them to restaurants. I've seen people like wear them in while they're mm-hmm. getting like, uh, old spaghetti factory, really? You're wearing yeah. Crocs to this classy, uh, fac- <laughs> classy, classy restaurant. What are you doing? Uh, I've seen people wear them to work. People who work in like services, like really, your boss. One, your boss is letting you wear Crocs to work, mm-hmm. and two, where's your self dignity? Yeah, right. Tie some shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, wear some Birkenstocks or something, or some flip flops or slides. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've seen people wear them to work. Uh, just have some dignity, you know. Um, we did not climb to the top of the food chain just to reduce ourselves to wearing the sham of a shoe that is a croc. Yes. Um, you know, if other species are, are capable of laughing, I assume they are. They're laughing at us. They're probably laughing at us right now. I'm even more mad now than I was before I was bitching about my car. Uh, it's funny because you told people in the last episode to wear crocs <laughs> instead of wearing <laughs> shoes inside their house. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so good. All right. I agree. Get rid of Crocs. Thank you. It's terrible. Just like if you're de- if you're deployed, like you're in the military, and that's your shower shoe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kids can't tie shoes right until they're four or five. If you have kids. Yeah. Get them some Crocs. That's okay. If you're a grown adult, you can tie your shoes loose enough to where you can just slide them on. Come on. That's all. That's all we do. We just Cro- slide them on. Yeah. Crocs were like champion, right? Champion used to be sold in Walmart. Crocs came out in Walmart first. They became popular because with the white redneck, right? So everybody out there who's all kinds of different skin tones. God forbid I mentioned skin tones on YouTube. Jesus Christ. It's my own fucking skin tone, Nicole. Yeah, yeah, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was the name too. I like try to Google her and everything. I try to get GPT to find out who she was. Oh, God. They won't let it doesn't search the internet. It's just whatever data is fed into it. So whatever. I think Elon's work. Elon's will have that feature. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to figure that out. Uh, but yeah, told me that the skin tone comment was uh, inappropriate and unnecessary. <laughs> like, like, shut up, you dumb fat white broad. Oh, Get geez. out of here with your fucking <laughs> blue hair and your bolts in your nose. Like Nicole is gonna love that one. Nate. <laughs> I'm gonna. I should clip that and then just reply to her comment. Just reply. With it. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. But yeah, it was like the white redneck trashy shoe where I grew up or whatever like that because Larry the Cable Guy wore them inside of all of his movies and all his yeah. specials and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if you watch Health Inspector by Larry the Cable Guy if you haven't watched it. No free ads, but go watch it. It's a, it's a fantastic work of cinema. Um, but yeah, that was like the thing. Walmart had all the camo ones and stuff like that. And they were like a Walmart shoe. It's just like mm-hmm. the champion. And now they're all expensive. They got their own stores and all this kind of stuff. They're like, they're like next to Gucci on yeah. out in Waikiki and stuff like that. Like, get the fuck out of hey. here with it's just a rubber shoe. They're cheap, mm-hmm. right? They're cheap. You spend 15, 20 bucks on like a nice, a nice pair from Walmart or wherever, one of their outlets. And then you spend like $40 of charms, plugging all the holes, <laughs> defeating the purpose of the croc. Now yeah. you're at 60, 70 bucks. Just get a normal pair of shoes. I can yeah. get a normal, like, New Balance, comfortable shoe that has, you know, great heel support and all that <laughs> for 40 bucks. Tie it loose enough to where I can slide it on. Can you see why I'm on? Can you see why I'm upset? So good. AJ Cotton, if you're, I don't know if he listens, he's but the he's in his worst. boat. He's, he's in worst. his boat. He's probably plugging his Crocs with his charms right now. If it wasn't like a fashion thing where people just wore them all the time, AJ yeah. would never wear them. So that's why he wears all yeah. the, the shorty shorty shorts and the Lulu Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just what everybody uh, else is wearing. He also wears the man purse, which that's my next rant. I'll save that for the next one. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. Spoiler. This is why. This is why. Oh my god. This is why people feel like America is going down the shitter. <laughs> you got man purses, crocs with charms. Oh my god. Shorty shorts. Whatever. Yep. I got a I got a uh a, I guess a rant, maybe just whatever. We're gonna start talking fantasy football. Me and yep. Tony are I'm going to be doing Tony's podcast here pretty soon. We're going to be talking about coaching changes and all this other kind of stuff. And Oh yeah. I'm probably going to nerd out way too much. Um, Cause I have a whole Excel spreadsheet with like eight, diff- eight, 12 different tabs, you really a uh, different stuff broken down to every type of scheme that these people wear. Uh, do I uh, got percentages of left side to the right side of the field. Uh, I got how many times they, the percentage they run these formations, what their passing ranking is as far as, attempts and pace of play and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's crazy because it's just what I dig, right? But if you're a fantasy analyst and I'm not one, okay, I'm just a dude who looks at shit and I feel like I'm decently smart. If your fantasy analyst is referencing stuff on to predict this year, based off of last year for players as a starting point, it is completely bullshit Last year is last year. You're not going to win off of last year's data. If you did, just go draft your draft the way everybody is drafting them right now as last year's one, two, three, four down the fucking line, right? And we'll talk about this because I've been bitching about Austin Eckler and I have all the fucking data to support it right now that puts him at the back end of RB1 at best nine last year with what's going on there. There are a massive amount of coaching changes in the league there. I believe there are five new head coaches, like 13 offensive coordinators, 12 defensive coordinators that are completely different on how they all play, how they run plays, anything like that. And it doesn't matter what the player did last year. If the coach and the people calling plays in their system does not fit that kind of stuff. If their stuff worked so good last year and they were able to, they're going to perform the way they did last year and it's a benefit to the team, they wouldn't have hired a new fucking coordinator. You can't sit there and keep saying that stuff when coaching changes change all the time, all the time, all the time and say they're going to do the same kind of stuff, right? The Niners are not the same type of offense they were before Shanahan got there. Shanahan's offense, Mm -hmm. while it has some of the similar similarities or whatever like that, they took bigger shots with guys like Matt Ryan and stuff like that, but it changed when they went with different personnel, right? But the concepts are technically the same, a little bit of West coast to open up outside runs, right? They're not going to bang it up the middle or anything like that. He added some read option based off what it was, but it didn't work. And what they ended up, they were three and four or they were one and two, two and one, whatever it was running all that bullshit. They went back to the bread and butter, which ended up working. Right, guy like Kellen Moore isn't gonna dump the fucking ball off to running backs. Austin Eckler caught 107 passes last year. There were less than 80 attempts 
in Dallas last year. It doesn't happen. He's not catching the ball. So therefore, if your analyst is sitting there saying, yep, you know, Austin Eckler, you know, him and CMC back to back or whatever like that, it doesn't matter. The data is completely different. The lines are completely different. I just talked about how the Niners, I think are going to go 13 to four. And as I keep looking at it, I think it's just going to be lower. They might be a 10 win team because they have a tremendously shitty offensive line. Three new dudes on that offensive line who haven't played meaningful NFL football. Does the scheme work better? Can you coach them better? Yeah. Coaching's good, but you also need some fucking talent. Ask the Rams if enough, if the offensive line matters. Yeah. Talk about that. Smoked last year. They got smoked last year. Their quarterback broke his back and his neck, spinal. <laughs> and everybody's high on everything there because Stafford's back. It's the same people blocking for him. He's got PTSD. <laughs> he's going to retire. He takes one good shot, dude. He's done. And then who's playing quarterback? It's The data is different. You can't just go off, off of what a player did last year. If they have new coaches, there's new schemes, new defenses playing against them. Understand what the opponents are going to do. If you want to win in fantasy football, in life, you have to adapt. If you want to get paid as run, you got to adapt. You got to, you just got to adapt to what is currently happening right now. Yeah, and that is why, like last week, I said I wish we could draft in the summer because Austin Eckler. I'll I'll put the data onto your episode or whatever like that, Thank but you. it's it's rough. It's it looks rough. So it's like, what would you rather have a Joe Mixon or Austin Eckler? Because they're pretty much the same dude. But you're going to draft Joe Mixon at the end of the second or in the turn of the third, but not Austin. Austin Eckler's in the first round. I got two things for that, Nate. You gave me shit. The first thing you gave me shit about drafting Austin Eckler and that draft. I that best ball draft I posted. Uh, I I brought up my exposure for underdog. I am 9% exposed to Austin Eckler uh, at the running back position. So I have some guys like 30, 40, 50%. Pollard, Akers, Charbonnet, Kendrick Miller is up there. David Montgomery's up there in the 30s. So um, that's thing one, because you gave me shit. He's not really someone I've rostered in a lot of places. That's just the only one I've seen. Because I agree, fair. Uh, There was also, like you said, he got like 100-something targets. Like Mike Williams missed a lot of time. Keenan Allen missed a fuck ton of time. I think Josh Palmer went down. Like they were throwing to 47-year-old DeAndre Carter Yep. Way more than they should be, right? So there was a lot of things um, that kind of went wrong uh, with the Chargers. But that's kind of what's missing, right, from a lot of the fantasy football shows or the analysis is just like that holistic approach just because they're all short form. Like, they don't yeah. have time. How long have you been talking about this? We we hit the hour mark. So yeah. I think you've been on this for like five, ten minutes now Yeah, for one player, right, or one team when the Chargers. Yeah. So that's that's one thing that's missing, and I'm looking forward to doing it. Um, I'm, I'm glad you brought up that spreadsheet. That's very useful. And I hope we get like to do a deep dive into it, uh, whenever we get around to recording. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I broke out a bunch of different stuff or whatever, like that, the different blocking schemes and how their players, you know, get into it or whatever like that. But we'll talk about that. And then we'll, if you don't listen to that, just go subscribe over there. It's all in the show notes. You can go check that out. Um, all of Tony's links are there from the YouTube, the Spotify, go listen on Spotify, follow the show on Spotify, give it a rating on Spotify. You could do that now. That's pretty cool. And you could also interact with the shows on Spotify. Like you can't do with Apple or anywhere else. So uh, Spotify allows you to have like a comment section or whatever like that. And you can reply to the show. So if you got anything you want us to talk about on this show, uh, talk Court fantasy football league podcast or 58 West King podcast is that gets ramped up or whatever like that. Go into that last episode that's there. You can leave a comment. It's like, hey, how did you like this episode? Or whatever it is, and just write a comment. There's a Q&A, whatever it was. Um, you can go in there and reply. And that gets sent into the email. And that also goes into the uh, distribution outlet for the show as well. So yep. be able to go over there, follow Tony's stuff. Uh, you'll get a lot more analytical data stuff over there, which I think is pretty cool. I like nerding out and stuff like that. Numbers, I think we both do. Um, oh, yeah. And then we try to keep it a little bit light over here. Uh, just because I want to get people fired so we could just do this stuff all the time, um, but it's not working yet. So I am very cognizant of what we're trying to do, but um, and not putting out stuff and getting you guys down a hole now. So I found out that one of our league members doesn't listen anymore. So um, told me to my face. I don't listen to that anymore. Okay, cool. Fair enough. So I was like, okay, I got it right. But um, yeah, that is what it is. But I'm still friends, still love them, but whatever. Uh, yeah. So listen to Tony shit, uh, go follow this show on Spotify, review it and everything like that. So we did talk last week about banger of the week. Um, 
got uh, some episodes taken down because we put copyright music and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, you're not supposed to do it, but whatever. We don't. We're not a big show. Didn't really care. It's what we wanted to do. It was fun. Uh, went and found out that hey, you can add it to Spotify or whatever like that. But the thing is, is that when you publish an episode with the music in it, it will only publish it to Spotify. It won't push out the episode to all the other platforms with that last piece cut off. So I think that side where it's going to be, it's going to have banger of the week in it. I think I'm going to upload the episode twice so that it can go once to all the platforms, twice to Spotify. I'm going to label it B side. Cause that sounds cool. Like the opposite side of a cassette tape. If you're our age, you know what that is. Cause that's what we used to download music off of the, Radio, the drive at five, morning, wake up at seven, anything like that. DJ. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Ron Paul spitted the ones and twos for the drive at five. One of two point five KSFM. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Sacramento, but um, but yeah, so it'll be labeled whatever the same episode type is. And at the back end, it'll say B side. I thought about saying Nate's version, but that's Rip a Taylor Swift. And, you know, whatever. I have a lot of respect for the girl now. So anyways. Anything else for the crowd before we let them go, Tony? No. Thank you for listening. For those people tuning in, thanks for everyone who's commenting, kind of engaging with the show with Nate and I. Uh, it's all in good fun. We, we're not yeah. trying to hurt anyone's feelings. Love but you we're, guys. We're hurting them at all. We need to have a review of the comments section or something like that <laughs> in this show. So, But Gary Faye says to be empathetic. So I thought about doing like a, uh, what do you call that? A condescending half-assed uh I don't know what you, what do you, what do you call that? Right. Where it's like, I'm going to say what I want to say, but then I'm going to be like, you know, what I wanted to say was this. I feel like we've already done this several yeah. times, <laughs> uh, but it's got, it's got us in trouble. But Gary V said uh, not to do that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, I'm sorry that you're hurting so bad that you have to put out hate on the internet for people. You don't even know this is this is this, right? I think that's condescending. I don't know what it is, but anyways, 22 Taylor Swift is the best like performing performing song that I had best time I had in that whole concert was when she played 22 and everybody's singing it so that's banger of the week for Tony I'm Nate Taco Corp 91 is done as a wrap love you bye boom love you bye <laughs>